Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Proxy, Vance, and Todd. They're both, I don't know, an hour away or so. Hi, Vance. Up. Hi, Todd. Hello. I'm Hi. here. Hi, Ranger. That's right. He's still with me. Lots of Rangers. Lots of Rangers, but not any of them nearly as cool as the one on my wall that's no. literally like a potato chip. Like it's like a smoke and a raptor. It is. Uh-huh. Big surprise. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> so, all right, we got the introductions done. Let's get these plugs out of the way, shall we? Fatty Z Muskie products, fattyzmuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let's see. The uh, Todd, you guys got some fish on raptors lately, haven't you? Yeah, actually, quite a few. Quite got a one few. today. One today. Got uh, two yesterday. We got. We've had some miss. Yeah, yeah. We've got quite a few. I'd have to look back to see the my numbers that I write down at the end of the day. But sometimes I don't remember what they were all on. But yeah, well, just check check your face. I'm sure you you put up. We put up our numbers all the time on there. So just look back there. <laughs> post every fish yeah hashtag mm-hmm. post every fish yeah post them all baby no do the, you girth every raptors, fish do what do you girth every fish yeah all the time <laughs> okay some inside oh, jokes going that's why okay. it's funny to us yeah yeah okay go move on Move on. All right. I'm supposed to get through these plugs. <laughs> Come on. Well, it's fun to just go off the rails. Raptors. Yeah. Raptors are heating up. Raptors. I mean, the he's be- heating up. NBA jams. Remember that? <laughs> I do. I love it. I love that. My game. favorite was the computer version, but the tournament edition. And I, used I was to- always pissed at those games, though, because you couldn't be Jordan. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be Jordan. I was a Hornets fan, so. I mean, like, he wasn't on the games. Yeah, but... I don't know what you guys are talking about again. Come on. Okay, well, hold on. Sorry. I'm going to bring this back to Todd. So, when you were playing NBA Jam for the people that played essentially a two-on-two basketball game, I always was the Charlotte Hornets. And the three players on your team... NBA Jam? It's a game. A game? Yeah, it's not jelly or preserves. It was a game. It was a game for, like, Super Nintendo or the computer or Nintendo. It was, like, two-on-two. It was two-on-two, but you had a three-man roster. Okay, now I'm I'm trying to get this back because I know Todd's history. On the Hornets, the three players were Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, and a guy that Todd threw an alley-oop pass to. Who was it, Todd? Oh, it's Alonzo Mourning. There you go. Tell the story. Yes, I threw an alley-oop pass, five-star basketball camp. Running down the lane, he looked over. I looked over. He looked at me. I he pointed up towards the rim, and I just threw it up in the air, and he caught he, it. I, I hope he that he caught it and jammed it. I mean, it was you just had to get it remotely close. You just had to get it remotely close. I, did, I never threw an alley oop in my life. There was no one on my team that could do that. I mean, I Were could you, if they did the perfect pass to me, but you had to put it remotely close. Was it a good I, pass? I just tossed it up near the, <laughs> the front of the, of the rim and went down. <laughs> Could you imagine that being your big moment and it just like soaring <laughs> over the back? Oh, yeah. Over the back. 
no, it was simple. Those guys could, he was so big. He, I just, uh, I was like, yeah, he pointed to the rim. He's running down there and he was, he, kept, he sort of galloped when he ran. He ran kind of, he was different runner. Like you remember him playing. He pointed. This is when we were in high school, but he was still, he was that big when he was in high school. And I just flipped it up there. It was about, about the top of the square on the backboard, you know, but that was nothing for him. He just grabbed it and jammed it and gave me a high five and, I never talked to him again. There you go. Amazing. <laughs> so I, the reason I, I, I dove down that rabbit hole was to let everyone know okay. that that I yeah. Todd had played a pickup game at a basketball camp with Alonzo Morning. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Good thing I, I know, know this works. history of this stuff, or this would have been like people like, why are they talking <laughs> about outdated was, games? Because we were a Charlotte's fan. We were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Years ago. I don't know how you remember that, but I have a good memory. Anyway, it was a great game. Yes. And if you made three shots in a row, the ball be- became engulfed in flames and it would burn yeah. the net. Oh, so he's heating up. Right. Okay. I didn't ever, I never played that, so. But you couldn't be Jordan. No, you and that's, couldn't. It was, it was terrible. So, like, when I would pick the Bulls, I was a Bulls fan because Jordan was on it. I was a little kid. I'd have to be like Horace Grant and some <laughs> random player, you know? And Horace Scotty Grant Pippen. Had these, like, insane. Like, Horace Grant and Pippen. You know, Horace Grant was great. He has the most NBA titles of any player ever. Well, let me tell you something. He was terrible <laughs> on that game. You know, I'm, he was I'm wrong. Terrible. I'm he wrong. Big I'm wrong. glasses on. Yeah, you're thinking about yeah, Robert Ory. Robert Ory. <laughs> you think Robert Ory. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had. I. I wish I could have played as, as him, but I had to be. You know, this door wearing those big Grant. glasses. <laughs> you know, and, and Scotty Pippen. Hey, there, those are the Rex. He wore the. He wore the Rex. He wore the Rex specs. I wore those too. Was but, Rodman on that <laughs> roster too? <laughs> You know what? Maybe in the later games, but <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. it was a shit show. Kind of like how this is going. Yeah, but Vance had to say his piece about Jordan. Oh, terrible. <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. So where I was going to go with this was so we make a jerk bait called the Raptor, and the first three letters of Raptor is rap. Todd, lay it on us. No, not a rap. We've got, we've gone, we've we've gone too far. Let's start over. No. Should we rap about the raptor. I think you should. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Oh, it's all serious all day. All right. What's your thing? Back on Soft tail, hard tail, doesn't matter. Unbelievable. Cock my Glock. Kick oh, it. Oh my. Kick it. The Raptor, the Stinger, the Swimmers, check them out. Okay, and the Rod Holders. I'm just trying to keep us going. I I know. I wanted to let that one go because uh, it was a good belly laugh for me. Others might not think it's as funny, but I was just letting it simmer. Golly. All right, it's it's game face time. All right, let's go. All right, so we got the Rod Holders, Project X. Um, If you're looking to set up a boat... uh, Reach out to me. I will give you a fair and honest assessment on what I feel your needs are if you don't know 
what you're really looking at because it can be confusing with all the options out there. So I offer this free of charge, and I'd rather see you get something that fits your needs than just to make a sale on my end. All right, Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Vance and I are ready to go out there and do our best to get you on some fish. We're getting them. It is uh, a grind. They're coming cast and trolling. Vance and I talk to each other all the time, like, what's the pattern? Well, I got one casting up north. I got one trolling down south. I got one trolling down south today. And then casting up north. You know, they're just, it just, yeah, we're getting fish. We don't have a real good pattern going, but uh, they're jumping in the day. boat, right? I think, got, like, I think we got at least a couple fish each boat every day. Yeah. Pretty good. So far since the beginning of the season, we have missed, uh, there's one day that either Vance or I or both of us haven't been on the water. So, believe me, we're out there. We know what's going on. So, get a hold of us. We've got lots of still openings in July, August, September, you know, all the way through the fall. But lots of people calling and trying to get people scheduled in. So, that's going to change. If you know when you're coming, give us a shout and we'll get you on the books. Perfect. Nice. Vance, tell us Synchro about rods, the boats. Best on Earth. I'm hitting that one up quick right now. Synchro Rods, Best on Earth. Check them out. I broke a couple. I replaced a couple. It was simple, <laughs> easy. couple? Check Last I knew out. there was one. There's a couple. There's a couple. It's bad. Any word, <laughs> on, the, any, <laughs> any word on the one that's lost? We're moving on. Uh, no. No update on the on the sunken rod. No, no, I'm sure somebody found it. You know. Well, if you if you found a rod and reel on Chautauqua, I'm not going to get it back. Please get Ever. in touch with us so Vance can be re- reunited. Um, mm-hmm. You're probably going to find it in a giant mat of weeds. It probably did not sink. It's just laying on the surface. <clears throat> Possibly. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Chautauqua Lake Showdown, it's tomorrow, the 23rd. If you guys signed up for it, go get them. I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to be shocked if someone listens to this show and be like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Like this, this exact show. Yeah. I mean, we're talking two hours before the day. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they're starting here at 7 a.m., but. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be nice. nice. In like no, 10 hours, nice. it's going to be sign-up time. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, from it's musky weather, isn't it? It's supposed to be nasty. Muskies love nasty weather, right? That's what the books say. I hate that That's what the books say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So dumb. It's going to be very windy. It's going to be a tough day out there just because of conditions. Oh, so you guys are going to be fishing the, the currents that the, that the wind makes pounding yeah. up against the rock islands right yes okay so yeah i know it, 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 it's, a, it, it's unfortunate i know there's going to be people not come because of the uh because of the weather you know we already saw that a little bit today guys in my boat were looking at the facebook posts and stuff and I was like yeah unfortunately had all plans to go but 
25 mile an hour winds on Chautauqua Lake, the highest body of water in the Rocky Mountains over eastern United States. Uh, My boat's not made for that. (laughs) Yeah. We could dive into this now, but um, it just sucks. Weather sucks when you have this big tournament going on. And what do you do? People probably aren't going to, there's probably not going to be a lot of people that show up because of it. Yeah. I know, I know, I know somebody was down there. They called me, they were down there signing up and he said there was at least like 50 people around a lot of boats, trucks. So people are still going to be there, but it, it, I mean, that's, that, that's something you got to deal with the tournament. I was a tournament director at three rivers. I think we mentioned it before, but you know, is that Muskie's Inc? Tournament and there's a, that is Muskie's Inc. There's a tornado that comes through during the tournament. I mean, and as a tournament director, you're, you know, what do you do? People are like, is it, is it still on? Can we still fish? And I was like, yeah, you're crazy, but you know, you know, what do you do? You can't call it. People are here. Guys took vacation. Uh, well, let, some let's, people won't come, but yeah, we're looking forward. I mean, hopefully let, let's, let's lay that one open a little get bit some more. Fish. Yeah. Um, okay. So your tournament director and let you know, we have weather mm-hmm. coming in tomorrow. So I think that this is a, uh, you know, a fairly pertinent, you know, topic that we could talk about. So in your case, a tornado is is pretty substantial. I would say a tornado on the lake is probably right up there with lightning. And mm-hmm. so your options are: this is the tournament, or we're we're shutting this one down. Mm-hmm. So option A is guys weigh in still normal time which is probably going to make people upset because they're like there was a tornado out here mm-hmm. option b is we're shutting it down and then people are going to be upset because they're like yeah i took time off of work no- and i traveled yeah i'm gonna fish so i mean yeah, yeah. It, that's what happens, you know, and I know there's, there's been times when people have canceled the Muskie's Inc. tournaments because of weather, because of water temperature, stuff like that. That's happened. And it's just, it's, it's never good. It's not good. It's never good either way. Cause the, the rescheduled tournament, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it probably is not as a strong of attendance. Yeah. It does nothing because, as I said, I mean, let's, let's we'll do our Muskies Inc. plug here. The tournaments were are a fun time. When once you get involved with the club with Muskies Inc., you know, I used to work out of town all the time, and uh, I could do my one thing. I could put my two or three weeks that I was going to Canada on my schedule, and I could put those four or five Muskies Inc. tournaments my club put on on my schedule. These these four weekends and these three weeks I was in Canada. And it was years that that's really all I got to fish, you know, in, in, you know, 20 years ago mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, there were times in my life. That's the only time I really got to go because I was working states away and traveling and, but I always went out of my way to do that. So that was on my schedule. So you go to cancel something like that. I know when I was tournament director, people wanted that schedule out early. They got to make their they got to make their vacation schedule so they can get that extra Friday, you know, mm-hmm. that extra day on the water. And, uh, 
So we always tried to get them out early in the year before the turn of the new year. So if you cancel something like that, you, it, it's, it, it's, it's the end of that. I mean, you're going to have some people show up, but so canceling is really not an option. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to go with it. Everybody's going to go fish. They're going to be wet. Too bad for anybody that wanted to cast. It's one thing to sit under your canopy while you're trolling. At least you're going to be able to fish, casting, standing there in a downpour and lightning. That's what it takes. Keep the rods low. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Cast underhand tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when they start buzzing like last year. Yeah. Last year, about this time, I had those same guys out today and we were talking about it. Yeah. Just yeah. go they find a buzzing. nice tree and sit underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they have a good tournament and everybody stays fa- stay safe, catch some fish. Have but some fun. Have some fun. It's put on by Muskies Inc. Check out your local chapter. Get a hold of those guys. And uh, lots of good things. If you do hear from the podcast, we've been getting some messages from the guys from Muskies Inc. Hey, good job. We heard it. You know, if, if you're if you're listening to us and think that, yeah, I'm going to give this a shot, <coughs> shoot them a little note that where it says, how did you hear about Muskies Inc.? Tell them you heard it on the Fat AZ podcast. Yeah, yeah, the professional Fat AZ podcast, must yeah. podcast. Professional, okay. Professional. <laughs> we we this have the... we have graduated from amateurs to professionals because okay. you know the the uh, saying in that we uh, commonly joke about is going pro. Going pro. Yeah. We we just went pro. I think our I think our opener uh, to the show discredits that, but. No. Yes, <laughs> no, I, I think that's relatable to most people, except Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play that many video games. You were, be... you weren't of the age. Atari, I played Atari. Yeah, really? Moon Patrol, Pitfall. Oh, yeah. I played Atari. No, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> so I could play block or like you know, mm. bounce the ball to the next pong blocker thing. Pong, yes, block. Oh, pong was great. <laughs> block. <laughs> okay, pong was Donkey oh, yeah, Kong. Okay. okay, anyways, Donkey uh, Kong, fun. Yeah. All right, Pac Man. Yes. Was the first Mario on that? No, that was yeah. NES. No. Mario, no. That was very high tech, Mario. Very high tech. Graphics were just As- overloaded. Asteroids. Yes. What about Space Invaders? Yes. Oh, that, yeah. That was My a good one. gosh, that was such, that was a killer game. Yeah. Anyway. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Video console game? No. 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 You sure? Yeah. Okay. So we're done with that. All the plugs except for there's some boats out there. Oh, yeah. Ranger Boats in Vic Sports Center Marine in uh, Kent, Ohio. Check them out for service. If you're in the market for a new boat, they sell Starcraft, Star Welds, and Rangers, which Todd and I are in and are liking. Me too. You always, you always leave me out. I'm sorry. Yes. 
I see where I stand. All right. Let's hit it. All right. So I'm going to try to make this, if you had to choose, not so wordy. And I'm going to fail. But let's let's take a time machine back to when you started musky fishing. And for everyone, that's going to be a different length of time. And so you're in this time machine. You're standing next to your self. And you gave yourself the option to choose to work at it the hard way and achieve to where your current state is, your current self, is in your musky fishing career. Or you could eat this pill and you would have all the knowledge and skills of what you have now the minute you start musky fishing. More or less, it's coming to what this is trying to unfold is, is musky fishing more of the journey or is it more of the catch? Now, some people out there listening may not be so far along to where they'd say, well, that pill really isn't going to help me out because I've only had X amount of fish that might be of a low number or limited experience or limited time to fish. <clears throat> so, but so this is kind of leaning towards the people that are more accomplished and more comfortable with what they're doing. So hmm. does that make sense? Cause I really botched it up prior to the show trying to explain it. Sure. Yeah. And you can relate it to a lot of things other than musky fishing, right? Correct. Yeah. So many things come into play there. You know, there's the way, the way we, the way it was being done back then, at least in my family and the people that I knew, you know, uh, no depth finders, no trolling motors, little pistol grip, bass rod, basically is what you're throwing. You know, no That's, internet, no St. Croix, no ordering all these baits. You used what you got your hands on. You got baits repainted. Would I like to have gone back there? I mean, I assume you're telling me I can go back in that time and I actually know what I'm looking at. <laughs> you know, I'm you, know you, you know how to read it. You just unfolded <laughs> something. At least for yeah. in your in your case here, another mm-hmm. layer to this would be, and you can have the gear you have today. But yeah, that, that, that's the way I was looking at it. it but I, it gets too complicated. Let's just stick with the knowledge yeah. part. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the knowledge. But back then, I, uh, man, how, how would you, without the depth finder, without all that, even though I had the knowledge, how would I know where I was? How could I find these deep water weed edges or these open water humps unless I bump my prop on it? I mean, you realize you're driving out through a lake back then and then... Uh, you, so you drive across the lake, you might drive over a hump that's a foot below the prop, but you wouldn't know it. It's out in the middle of the lake. Mm-hmm. You know, there, you, there's no maps and charts or nothing, you know. Uh, but you're still going to have the, in your head. I could find that spot, the knowledge, you know, as it, long it, as it the should equipment. Un- yeah, it should <laughs> unfold it. You know, I guess what I'm looking at here is while in your case, the equipment isn't there, but you'd still Mm -hmm. be able to go up and maybe you wouldn't spend as much time with a certain bait. Yeah. I might just go out and start trolling at five miles an hour. Yes. Uh, 
I might not spend so much time up by the docks and I might go out to that deep water weed edge. Or you yeah, might say it, these it, baits all suck and you grab a whittle knife and you whittle your own mm-hmm, bait that mm-hmm. can handle five miles an hour, your own jerk yeah. bait or something like that. It, it, you know, you're still a person. You still have, you know, the ability to change yeah. some things. Yep. But yeah. And, and, you know, look, you know, thinking of it that way, it, yeah, it would be neat. I wish I would have, tried that fishing when i spent the years and years going to canada and fishing the way we did and what we did that's just how we did it i I wish i would have spent some time out there on in in a little bit deeper water fishing with a little bit bigger baits uh however i know we we talk about this often i don't think that the I don't think we, we you, you would have gained the same success. I mean, the, because people, you know, we, the fish were kept, people kept those fish. I don't think you'd have the same success rate that you're having right now. Uh, I, I would, I would agree with that, but I still think you'd probably do better numbers than what you did. Yes. Yes. I, I think so too. I do. You know, you hear the stories, the old time. We hear it all the time. They were talking to me today about the old time guide on Chautauqua Lake. And, you know, oh, my gosh, he was the guy to go to. And This old time guy. And, you know, I knew a lot of those old timers. And what they did was absolutely nothing compared to what's happening today. It's just plain and simple. There's no doubt about it all coming back to catch and release, all coming back to all coming back to catch and release, really, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they, they did not have the numbers. Which is kind of crazy because when did they start stocking? I mean, and this, this varies from state to state and country to country. Mm-hmm. Those fish still survived even after, you know, practically 100% catch and kill. There, mm-hmm. there, there was still a breeding population keeping this going. I, like, I, I'd have to almost mm-hmm. look up the dates, but I, I obviously I'm not prepared for that. Um, you, know, you think about it, if it's just a natural population, which is, you know, very weather dependent to, to have a good spawn and a whole host of other factors, going in there and killing every single one you catch can really hurt can really hurt the fish like as a general mm-hmm. population <laughs> it's, it's to me it's just almost amazing that it actually survived through that yeah man i don't know so okay todd would you take that pill for all the knowledge the that machine. you have now or would you say i'm gonna i'm gonna learn it the hard oh, way I, no i i I'd love to take the pill and go back and just see, try it. Yep. I'm, I'm on that boat too. You know. You're on the oh. boat that you want to just hit the ground running. Yeah. When you're young, can't wait to be old. When you're old, you try your darndest to be young again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I would go back and uh, 
course I would do that. Yeah. I'd go back and I mean, how much time was wasted? It was fun. Accounts for a lot of fun stories and memories. Yeah. Think, think of, I I know this is going to lean back towards the equipment, but think of, you know, in my short lifespan of muskie fishing, when I was a kid, like I said, we did not have, there were no trolling motors. We didn't have depth finder. We had nothing. And look where we are today with the side imaging the down. I mean, what I know you can always say, well, what are they coming up with next? What, what else can be done here? I got it. I got it. Todd, have you seen Vance? Have you seen some uh, videos of that, that Garmin? I don't even know yes, what it is. Have. Where you actually see the fish swimming. Yeah. Yes. So that that's where we're at now. What, what else can we do? If you, if we end up having a video picture of what's going on under the boat, which you can already do that with cameras and such, how much further can we go with this fishing stuff? Before it's, before it I mean, doesn't turn into fishing. Well, you know, I mean, people say that about project X. Oh my God. They just jerk it. And, you know, mm-hmm. just, you might as well reel it in yourself. But I mean, as far as the imaging and seeing what's going on under the lake, there has to be an end. You're not going to see it like you're looking out through your backyard. You know, how much further can this go? You know, I think that it can go to that. I think it will yeah. eventually go to that. And then it'll be. And we're, we're getting close to that now. Yeah. I'm it's waiting. Gonna take, it's going to take fishing out of it because everyone's people are going to like. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to cast right now because there's no fish sitting there. It's kind of like when I got bored with, uh, you know, spot fishing for trout and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, this is get this out of here. Now, if I had a camera underneath my boat and I was out looking for muskies and stuff, and it got to that where I could see a muskie right there and cast at it, you know. And follow it around. I would get disinterested in it. You know, it's definitely removing an element of the mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's crazy to think that you know here here we are we're land animals. You look at a bird. That bird lives in three D. You look at a fish. That live fish lives in three D. For us, it's pretty much whatever can touch the ground is, is, you know, ours. We're not really worried about above and below us too much in, in terms of our own space. And I guess I'll, I'll ask this one. If, if technology has come to the point to where essentially there's like a, I don't know, like a halogen sonar, I'm, I'm calling it that it actually will remove the color of the water and you can see clearly everything that's within a hundred feet of you under the water. It's it would a, suck. It like takes it. There's it's it completely transparent because yeah. it, it can do something that just changes the water to crystal clear, but the fish don't know anything. It's not harmful to the environment or nothing like that. You're just going around and it's just clean, clear, and you don't even need to look at a screen. It's all in front of you. Would you guys put it on your boat? Right now? If, if the, yeah, here, here it is. It's an SD card. You put it in your thing, update your, your map and then, you know, your, your graph. And now it's going to put off this halogen sonar 
that just you can see everything perfect exact distance everything full disclosure right now yes <laughs> just gonna go, go out there right now yes i'd put it on there i i'd probably uh i think it would take away from i i wouldn't want to do it because i could see myself sitting there with clients looking at the screen saying i'm not going to cast right now well, it's not the it, screen. That's right there. That's where. Yeah, that's yeah, where I was yeah. going with it. It would take me away from being able to use my fishing ability. I would mm-hmm. probably slouch and be like, "Yeah, we're not going to go in there." This. It's already starting to happen. We heard stories. Tiny ones. We heard stories of people. Some guys that we were dealing with, and when we were getting our boats. We're talking about that imaging, going down the edge of the weeds and, you know, spotting a bass laying there and fishing. Not fishing until they saw that. You know? mm-hmm. I hated it when I went ice fishing the first time. Someone brought that camera and put it down beside me in the hole. And they turned it and there's like, oh, there's your jig. And I'm sitting there jigging, trying to catch a perch. He's like, yeah, there's nothing there. And I, my, my thing was get this thing out of there. Heartbroken, Todd. No, I mean, you're sitting there to wait for one to come. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. That's. that's really I'd be interested in fishing, it. But all that stuff would. I would know how to. Lead, I would lead, never learn how to lead run to, it. So, lead I would, to <laughs> me being disinterested, <laughs> I, I would lose interest in it. You know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to fish anymore. It would get boring and kind of easy. We know? heard stories of the guys that were doing the bass tournaments were like driving around, mm-hmm. looking into the weeds until they saw fish they wanted to catch, and then they stopped and fished. Yeah, that's uh, annoying. Well, a, a couple things on that. <clears throat> I have a feeling that with that that level of technology that, that we're just theorizing right now, my halogen mm-hmm. sonar. I think that your catch rate would go down. And, I think and, so too. <clears throat> because I think that there would be a level yeah. of impatience that come with it, that you pull up to your spot, you turn it on, I don't see anything immediately, and then you go on to the next, and that's all you're doing is chasing that. Mm-hmm. Is the, yes. that, that easy fish. And... I don't think there's a person out there that hates the easy fish. But when we're talking muskies, <clears throat> that easy fish doesn't come very often. So when it's when you get it, it's just that much sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, would I put it on my boat? Yes, I would. However, I would be using it for those days that I'm frustrated, that I'm like, what's, what's going on here? You turn it on mm-hmm. just to make yourself more mad or to satisfy or think you're going to satisfy something, but it's just really a day that sucks. And then the other thing would be is I really want to know what this looks like. Maybe not necessarily to fish, but for a scout. Like, mm-hmm. what hung up my lure right here? I can't get it out. You turn it on, you're like, oh, that's why. It's a casket, and I can't remove it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to cut I mean, my loss. Okay, so so, so what you just said right, right there sparked my interest a little bit. When you're out there, and I have a new client in the boat, and we fish, you know, till two o'clock, and they're like, "Wow, there's no fish in this lake." 
I guess I would like to have that to turn it on because I know what's down there because we fish all the time. I, it, I guess that would be neat to turn it on and say, there, look, there they are. Mm-hmm. We're just not, ca- they're, they're not active and we are not catching them. That's all. So, well, I, <laughs> I just don't know how we can say that we're completely against something like that. You know, if it would come to market and people could buy them. I mean, why did people, the same thing, you know, you're, you start in a rowboat and then they come mm-hmm. out with depth finders. Everybody wants a depth finder. There wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of people that said, ah, that's not, that's not fishing. I'm not doing it. You know, they eventually got a depth finder. Yeah. I wonder if you could find some old like letters to the editor field and stream outdoor life talking about these fancy fish finders and how they're the death of fishing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could. <clears throat> but anyways, go those on Vance. People this the, you know, those people disappear and obviously that all the latest technology is good right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting stuff. I'm really enjoying my side imaging. I'm certainly seeing fish on it bait and stuff i really enjoy that helps me out helps me stay in an area and work an area a little bit more bump out a little bit more i can see this this bait you know i'm enjoying that uh you look at it okay there's fish there are they gonna bite i don't know if you could see them like it's a television i would certainly have it on my boat there would be a, a huge learning curve to that because there would, and that's what I mean. It would take me away from my fishing ability. I would be chasing mm-hmm. this thing. There's nothing mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then it would just get boring, just like back to the trout thing. It's a trout in the stream right there. There's five of them cast over them. This is not fishing to me. I'm bored. That's what would happen if that came out in all types of fishing. Mm-hmm. If I could look at them like a, if it was a muskie, if it, yeah, searching it, for 50 inches and stuff like that with that that technology i would, would lead like, to this it, is it would lead to i'm done le- less fishing more finding or whatever playing mm-hmm. less fishing more catching more just yeah bumping around on a screen touching you know just your face buried in burning a lot of, of gas screen technology thing it's gonna come out Mm-hmm. you know, eventually, you know, probably in our lifetime. But, I don't know, I would be certainly a worse, probably a worse fisherman. Yeah, it's, it's, ta- it's, take, it's taking a lot of my passion for fishing and why I've always been addicted and loved it so much, you know. Even in comparing it to hunting, you know, you're sitting in your stand hunting, you're sitting there, you look around, there are no deer. You know there's no deer. There's none there. You can't see them. When I'm fishing, I'm looking into the water. Every jerk, every cast, every second <laughs> that, that when I'm trolling, I'm ready. One could, it could happen at any second. Now, I know a deer can run into your frame at any second, but there's a difference there. There's that mystique of the underwater world. <clears throat> yeah. That's the passion for fishing to me, you know. 
you can sit there for five hours and not have a bite that it's like it's gonna happen <laughs> i don't get that like you know because i can't see what's going on you know mm-hmm. yeah the the that's the, the, the shroud of darkness <laughs> yes the, the three-dimensional world that we that we cannot our brain can't in. comprehend very mm-hmm. very well that's the fishing passion to me <laughs> yeah but wild to 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 bring this back to me i would not take the pill and and the reason why is the other day the other week i forget when it was at my work computer i was looking for a file and i was going through some of these old files that i had just uh just digging deep into this directory that I have made for all this stuff that I have for my CNC. And I'm like, oh, look at this. And it, it's it's something like, you know, Fish and Deer 2006 or something like that. I'm like, ah, so I open that up. And it's just like opening up an old photo album from back in the day, except on computers. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I remember all of these, you know, fish and deer and whatever else, you know, just my little outdoor collection of, of photos. And every single one of those photos that I had, and, and I'm just I'm gonna choose the musky ones, were I remembered the stories. Mm-hmm. I it brought me back to how I felt in the accomplishment of maybe catching that 32. And it just was like, oh my gosh. And then you you know, you you go down this like Alice in Wonderland tube of like thinking back to all this stuff and you're just taken back, you know, you're, you're just out of the place, the, the hustle, the bustle and like, oh, okay, is our hot bike going here? Where's this at? How's this water doing here? The weather, this and that. And you're just like, yeah, I just went every second I could. And mm-hmm. this, and this was, this was the payoff was this little folder that was half forgotten until I actually dug it up out of the archive by accident. And I looked back at it. I'm just like, yeah, a lot of that sucked, but this is cool right now looking at what I worked at. And yeah. now there's a level of complacency in me that I I mean I can I've had several conversations with, you know, Vance Todd and some other other guys around uh, close to me that musky fish that just like it's very easy in my stage of life with what's going on on my local waters to convince myself not to go and to do other things. Back then there was no convincing me not to go. Mm-hmm. And it, that is something that when I look at those photos, I don't want that to have ever changed. And that's why I yep. wouldn't take the pill. So I like that. I mean, that, that, that's, I, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I, I can relate to that looking through my old photo book. I mean, looking at a photo from 1981 when I have a muskie in both hands. And believe me, I thought that was, I mean, that, that was big. One was a 32, one was a 34 or something like that. But they were legal fish and we took them in. And that was a big deal. You know, people talked about it. Oh my gosh, you guys, you got them today. You got both of them. And today was just a, whatever day on the lake we got two fish much larger than that mm-hmm. and it means nothing to me I, I will forget it by tomorrow you know because it's happening every day 
Yeah. So that grind to get to that point, I yeah. It, it, it's weird it's because crazy. like it's what crazy. Vance Vance brought up <laughs> was when you're young, you can't wait to be old. Yeah. When you're new at this, you're like, I just can't wait to be good at this. And when you're good at it, you're just. You, it's not that it's not fun. It's a blast, and, no. and, and you're chasing. You're still. You got the drive, but it's different. Yeah. It's it's different. Something is lost there that, and it's probably due to the, the chase. For sure. And going uh, back to our old, we had that chase. Going back to those old trips to Canada, and you know, fishing the week, and the whole group of six cabins. You know, there was a dozen muskies caught. That was a big deal. You know. There's not to be stupid about this, but now you go to certain places and if you go for the day in your boat and you didn't get a dozen, it's like, yeah, well, maybe it'll be better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's where, that's where it's come to now. St. Clair. <laughs> St. Clair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it's like, you know? Yeah. Like, I guess if, if, to, to me, th- th- this will be a little bit off topic, but like what you just said about the, the six cabins and 12 fish, if yeah. the, the, the air quotes deer camp that used to be, if everyone mm-hmm. went to deer camp and everyone shot a nice buck, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as fun next year. Mm-hmm. If, if it was just a constant thing, everyone always getting one. Yeah. It's It'd almost the like... Same. You're, you're, there's only there's only one place you can go from there is the bigger one and that's what musky fishing is yeah you know okay so everybody got one so who got the biggest who's going to now we got to get one bigger than last time that's what musky fishing is and then then it turns yeah. into this race of i'm going to put in a 16 hour day to catch a fish that's bigger mm-hmm. because you can't you can't select which one's going to hit <laughs> yeah that there's an element of luck that that for the most part being a skilled angler can't overcome mm-hmm. you know you, you sure you could catch four 36s but the guy that got that you know 50 you yeah. would, you'd be unsatisfied with your four fish yep and it's, it, it's, it's all it's where you're at too i mean someone might say i've never had a four fish day you're like well i've never caught a 50 you caught a 50 and you almost will be mm-hmm. like can you trade me experiences because yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's a weird thing because i mean i i I have a level you know and this this brought on like what i talked about i could talk myself out of going to all these local lakes and mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's easy to do it's not what the water is not what it was around here when I started whatever 10 12 15 years ago and my favorite body of water I'm pretty much avoiding it until mm-hmm. it gets cold because as I said to other people it anymore now that you can buy a $200 kayak it looks like from the air someone dumped a bag of skittles in my favorite water it's mm-hmm. all the colors of the rainbow going down to me was like untouched water they're not doing anything to it no but it's they're messing with me yeah even though and and we're all and you and we're always all going to be able to say that because the guys that were doing it before you started would say this is what it was like back then yeah i had a canoe that i dug out of a log (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i mean it goes it just keeps going back 
and you're always going to, you know, you got to be able to roll with the changes. Mm-hmm. I, I struggle, I struggle with that. You know, I, I struggle with the electronics and the, the big changes. I don't accept them easily, but, <laughs> but grudgingly. <laughs> yeah. But they work. Let me tell you and what. It, it, there's more coming. A big turning point <laughs> in, in Todd's fishing career was when he went to that motor guide electric steer versus that cable steer. Remember getting that for your Lund? Oh, yeah. The first time they came out with the. That, that I, I think the, IX the, the, or XI5. Yeah, XI5. But, you know, the first time they came out with the wireless things, you know, problems. I mean, now that was 20 years ago, but I avoided it for 20 years. Because I heard about those problems. I was like, nope, I'm just going to stand here. I'm going to put my foot up and down on this cable. Mm-hmm. Because it works. Yeah, now you're pushing they a got button. The, they, they, they got the bugs worked out in those 20 years, you know? Mine's working great. I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Wild. Nostalgia. Fun stuff. Well, that was a really big if you had to choose. It was big of catches. All right. I think you guys have some stories you wanted to talk about. Vance, yeah. what happened to the boat? What happened, Vance? Oh, man, I'm still thinking about all this stuff, though, you know? Yeah. I could go back. You want to yeah. keep talking about it? I don't know. <clears throat> My mind's just spinning about it. I, I don't know. It's almost scary what can, what technology is going to do to it all. The best thing about this technology is you don't have to buy it. Right, but you, you know, you know how it goes. Human nature is going to want you to buy it. Yeah, you know how it goes. Pretty soon, that's will be the only thing that you have an option for. Yeah, I, I think, and this is this is wild. And I'm going to get the numbers a little bit wrong. I was I was on a a big box stores website looking at stuff because I have a ton of gift cards there. When I say a ton, I'm talking four digits worth. And they're like, this one sale, they're like, oh, $1,500 off this fish finder. I said, $1,500 off, I have to click to see. It was marked down to like $5,800. Yeah. (laughs) $1,500 off of $5,800? It's a seven thousand dollar fish finder. Yeah. Apparently that that's really mm-hmm. gonna help with some stuff. <laughs> but the other thing that I sit back and look, I'm like, so this big box store is gonna take a take fifteen hundred dollars off their profit. How much are they making on those? Yeah. Yeah. To to accept fifteen hundred dollars off. And it's probably marked down because the new unit's coming out. A lot of times that's what happens. And I, I, at times, if I really want something, I'll buy it as soon as it comes out. But sometimes I'll wait for this stuff to go one year old, new stuff's coming out, you snag it up cheap and, you know, just be happy that you got it. It's got, it, it's, it was so much simpler when you went down and jumped in the tin bench seat, 16 foot aluminum. With a motor on the back, and you went fishing. 
And you could that's, do that that's for how, that's how, a couple that's thousand how dollars. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's how I got. Yeah. yeah. That's what I grew up fishing with, you know. I was in a 14-foot rowboat, 9-8, with a flasher, depth finder. Yeah. I fished with that. And you were out early into my as hard as you are now. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> with, yeah. I mean, I fished in that until my early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know? But, but all the stuff that I have now definitely helped me out. And I do look back yep. and I say, I wish I had. Mm-hmm. And say, I wish, mm-hmm. I, you know, you just play that game all the time. Yeah. You wish you had the material yeah. goods. Because that's, mm-hmm. remember, like early on or when we started. Material goods and in, in knowledge. And God, when I, you know, I did plastic rod holders and like, what the hell is that stuff? Why would I do that? It's so dumb. And you, and you see. You see it now with people, and you look at it, and you're just like, man, you, your life would be so much easier if you just made this little like change. Because I've been there. Some people get, some people are ignorant towards it. Some people don't care. Well, and that's that's one thing that some drives me. Some people are very iron clawed about it. You know, this is all you need. This is all you need. This is all you need. That's. I mean, I mm-hmm. hear that. I've heard that my entire life about so many things. It's all you need. It's not, but it wasn't all I needed mm-hmm. for where I was going in the journey. Be sitting here right now and having a conversation. If I could go back, right? Take what I have now and go back. Man. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun and stuff, but I, I would do it. I would do mm-hmm. it. certainly do it. Can you it would still be, but it would still be just as fun. Would just have a lot yeah. less. Now, in this in this latest latest thing, are you taking your gear with you? Or are we we we're separated now? We have the 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 mental and the the physical. Yeah, I'm taking my gear. Taking your gear. Yeah, that's the big. That's the big thing. I really enjoyed the learning curve and stuff like that. Uh, and it was all great experience. It builds you as a person. It builds you to keep going at it and enjoy the the drive of musky fishing. It's very unique. I would go back though with the gear that I have now and have some, you know, a lot more fun with it. You know, I would just. It would just be a hoot and holler in time. I would still have the drive. It would just be a little bit more advanced. Yeah. And oh. a lot less wasting time and look not look like a dumbass cast in a jerk bait that goes six inches under the ground, uh, under the water, and I'm in, you know, a 60-foot basin. Like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, not, not knowing, not even knowing how deep it's it like, was. What, yeah. what is this? Where, you know, here's That's a still, lore. That's still happening. I, I was trolling the other day, uh, North Basin. and I was out in like 32 feet of water and there were some kids in a rental boat and they had a bobber and a minnow. Oh, jeez! Like uh, the minnow was two feet under the bobber and they were mm-hmm. drifting along, <laughs> reeling them in, casting them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, they got a boat. They got offshore. 
they weren't fishing off the dock anymore. Yeah. Probably had way more action off the dock than they did in 34 feet of water with a minnow. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. I saw that right in front of my camp the other day. Yeah. And I, you know, it, 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 I thought about it when I saw them doing it, you know, I was like, Oh geez, <laughs> it'd be nice to go tell them, take the bobber off. <laughs> Yeah, stuff so like there's, 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 there's people like, who are doing that. Yeah, yeah. I, go like musky fishing when I was eighteen. Got to go to the middle of the lake. Got to go out here. They're deep, you know. And I'm just uh-huh. like, but I always knew. I was always knew there was something that I was missing. This is the dumbest thing. I, this does not make <laughs> fishing sense to me at all. And I was at the mercy of. You know, other people running boats and, and, and stuff like that. I couldn't like branch off. I wasn't financially stable enough to do that yet. And I also didn't like have enough clout in the family to be like, <clears throat> Hey, we're, tr- we're doing team. something different. Yeah. I'm a late team punk. This is not right. You know, they're <laughs> not going to listen to that, but that was me. You know, I did, I was doing that. I was taking some, jerk bait that was well past its prime fishing in a deep hole casting out and reeling it in with no structure i was just in the middle of a deep hole you know it was so so i look back at it and i'm like yeah i wish i could go back because yeah yeah i just looked ridiculous out there doing that we all you know everybody in the boat it's embarrassing well, you guys want to hear my reminiscing because some of this stuff I'm laughing at is memories of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so Vance, you, you, I started out the same way as you did, I'm sure, and as Todd. 14-foot rowboat, maybe even 12-foot rowboat. It was, but literally I had no motors. I would, there's a, there's a, we call it a lake behind my parents' house. It might be, and I'm going to guess, I should really just map it out on my software on my phone that will tell me exactly how many acres, but I'm going to guess 10 acres. And I remember going back there and just, you know, when you're younger and you were old enough, I mean, it's not like you can see it from my parents' house, but it's enough to where, I don't know, it's a good 10-minute walk, and I'd have my little tackle box and my rod, and I'd walk back there with my friends or by myself, you know, when you're starting to get, become of age, you know, 12, 14 years old. And I'd, I'd just put a hurting on those fish. They didn't know what was coming. You know, <laughs> because they didn't. It was it essentially it was a giant pond. Mm-hmm. And then when I, gosh, when was that? I when I got my first four year degree, my parents says said to me like, "Hey, you you want something for for graduation?" And I had no idea. I'm like, "Well, you know, at this point, you know, I was starting to not be as fast on the motorcycle and." And all this and that. And so I got my 14-foot Monarch with a 9.9 on the back of it. And I remember talking to Eric. And I've brought up Eric before, the bass guy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I got this and stuff. And he's like, have you ever fished a lake? And I'm like, no, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. You know, this was before, obviously, we fished together. And uh, he's like, well, good luck. They're not the same fish. I didn't believe that until I literally was tail between you know my legs many times out i'm like how is this i can go and slam these fish non-stop like 
professional bass <laughs> tournament guy. And then I go to a into, lake. In the private pond, no one's fished, yeah. yeah. And then I go to a lake, and I'm just like, what is going on here? I remember, like, just like what you guys are saying. I'm like, well, I didn't catch them on the edges. I'm like, they're all in the middle. So then I'd go out to the middle, and I remember just, like, a sinker and a worm, and I just drop it all the way to the, find the deepest spot. All the fish are in the deepest spot. <laughs> And we caught just yeah. as many fish, which was zero. <laughs> and then finally, I, I'm like, I got to learn something here. So then, you know, as as things progressed, I remember finding this part of this weed bed, which now I would immediately pick out. That I'm just like, hey, this weed bed isn't so thick that I can't get a bait, but there's enough weeds here. And I was just working a bass spinner bait. And I said, kept telling myself, they're here. You just got to keep going. And I caught a pike. And it wasn't that big of a pike. It was a standard snot rocket, 2018, 22. But that was just like, oh, you you're doing it, you're doing it the same, but it's different. And that it, it things started to roll with me. And that didn't like wise me up immediately. So then I started, you know, a few years go by and I'm like, I'm a musky fisherman now. And they like the bad weather, like that awful joke I made earlier about yeah. the high wind. Yeah. <laughs> So this is really coming around real good. I remember on the local lake here, Edinburgh Lake, I'm like, it's going to get bad. The muskies are going to bite. And I'd go out while everyone else is coming in. And I'm just like, this is the time. I'd be out in essentially, bad weather. essentially the come. hardest rain you'll ever see. And I couldn't like tuck in where I think the fish were. I had to be where everyone would see me, all right? be like oh my god this this guy he knows what he's doing he's out there mr big stuff Uh, but yeah but (laughs) i was i was you know and i'm not saying that the articles that you can read uh, you know in whatever whatever publication you want to and i'm not picking on any of them have bad information i think that their information based off of like a specific experience that worked out really well and there's an entertainment value to it all but I would do like there was one year that I I had a challenge for myself that I would not do a single cast without a full figure eight, and I'm out there like this idiot. Just I mean, sheets of rain pouring down to where bilge on every few minutes, figure eight in every cast, and I look back. I'm like, I would never fish that section of shoreline now ever, and I'm out there pounding it, and I'm just like. <laughs> And figurating. I'm, fi- yeah. You it, look good, crazy. I, I, I like bend over and like my raincoat. I didn't have rain pants, so my raincoat comes up above my waistline, and I just get this big douching of water down my pants. It was, <laughs> it, but I'm like, this yeah. is what you got to do. You got to put it's in your you tongue and you grind you, it out. And I look back now, and I'm, I mean, it. it I'm not embarrassed by it, but I'm just laughing at no. this. I'm like, this was me. I was hardcore chasing this like that, and you I, went out on the you went out on the extended forecast with the lightning bolts in the clouds. You're like, that's my day to fish. Oh, I'd look at the radar. That's I'm when like, they're gonna, I'm like, that's when they're going to hit. I'm not looking for the red. I'm looking for the purple in the rain clouds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm out there just slamming and rocking and just going out there. And I'm gonna tell you it's what, fun. I, it's fun because we say it all the time. Like, oh, that was a classic magazine hit there mm-hmm. happens a couple couple times a year 
Yeah. You know, it, when it's raining and it hits on this big loop or figure eight you do, but, you know, I'm counting them on one hand throughout the season. We did, it, we, did it the other, we did it in the other, the other day, though, when we went out for a quick troll after the charters yeah. to go oh, scout yeah. an aerial yep. area. Is it? And this there was a big, there was a big front. Yeah, there was a big, big front coming in, and I was yeah. just like screaming. I was like, "Free front, <laughs> free front, free front fish!" Woo, yeah. And then the, the rod starts, we the, the rod starts zinging off. It, did. it was like that's it, and, magazine and, fish. Yeah, the right our oh, get it in. Yeah, it was crazy, <laughs> it, and we caught a tooth. You caught a tooth. Caught a tooth. We got, got the tooth. tooth. Yeah, Lost we the got fish, it. got a tooth. And we did get a fish after that. We got the mm-hmm. fish for an hour and 45 minutes. So we had two bites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pre-frontal. But, Pre-frontal. Yeah. But and we looking do it back, all the time. Back, Andy, the, the, the bad weather thing, the, I, I bought into that. Mm-hmm. It was like muskies love the bad weather. Well, I got and to the point. I, I bought, I bought, I bought into that though. But I hit that stage where I was like, I have to go out now. It's white capping, and <laughs> <laughs> it's raining horribly. And now, yeah. now I, and now I look at it today, and I'm just like, this is. I do not want to fish today. This, this is going yeah, to suck. suck. Screw this. Yeah. I burned <laughs> many people's bubbles on the trips. They're like, this should be a good day, man. It's pouring. I'm like, yeah. I really hate when it's pouring rain. <laughs> I've done it hundreds of hours. Yeah. If this rain lights up, I'm looking forward to it. But mm-hmm. well, the rods just don't pop that much for me when it's pouring down rain. Yeah, <laughs> along along those lines, and, and Todd, we just talked about this like two nights ago. You're saying that one cuckoo lure, and you're like, yeah. Uh, and we were trying to distinguish which style it was, and I'm like that shad one that. I painted Goldie, and you're like, yeah, you caught that fish on it. When we were trolling, it was one of the first fish I caught with Todd, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, I just grabbed the rod. But mm-hmm. we're, we're in, like, that dark, low gray clouds, spitting yeah, rain, yeah. capping, and I'm just, I'm like, this is musky weather. And you just look at me like, I don't normally do good like this. And that, that was it. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Dang it! I'm never saying it again. Dang it! I, <laughs> you just, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you, you just, yeah, yeah man. You felt caught a fish. I'm like, I, I can't believe we caught one. <laughs> you thought there was going to be this big crescendo, like Todd was going to turn to you and high five and say, "Yes, you're absolutely right," <laughs> and he just hits you with that cold hard truth. <laughs> yeah, and but we we pulled one yeah. out, but. It, I remember taking, yeah. I remember it was just, it was pounding the Lund. I mean, it was just like, psh, psh. You know, every time the bow hits, it blows that sea yeah. mist up. Oh my gosh. But, you yes. know, going back to like the classic magazine stuff, early in my, you know, I was slowly becoming into my own. I was fishing a little local lake here. And I remember I'm like, ah, oh, bluebird skies. And I don't know why I was out because it was bluebird skies and it had an east wind. But I'm like, I can go fishing. And I, I remember looking, I'm like, there's a giant cloud. And like, not giant in terms of, you know, the atmosphere giant. But I'm like, I'm going to just guess. A hundred acre cloud. The only cloud in the sky. And it was darker in color. It was gray. It was really weird the way it stood out. And I'm like, I'm going to fish until that thing gets over this, you know, 
until it passes over the sun. Hadn't seen nothing for hours. Finally, the cloud makes it over the sun, and I went to my best spots because that's what you do. And as soon as as soon as that sun went behind there, I had a fish follow that. If you would have asked me at that time, it was a sixty-five inch fish, but it was probably like a forty-inch fish. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, start following. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I it it skirts off, whatever, and like very quickly after. I I don't remember if it was the next cast or if it was ten minutes later, but. The way it darted off, I kept casting that way. And next thing, this the, the the flash that you see, line was heavy. I set the hook. I get it. And I remember netting it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it finally happened. I said, east winds, bluebird skies. We finally had a change in light. And I'm putting all this stuff together. I reached out to unhook it, and it's a pike. <laughs> and I was oh, devastated. Man. It was a 40-inch pike, though. I mean, it was my, oh, yeah. it was my second 40 <sighs> My first 40-inch pike, 40 plus, was a 42. And then I've since caught two 40s after that. In Pennsylvania, that's a big deal. And I'm just like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, my head fell. I'm like, this is a giant pike, but I, I, I kind of wish it wasn't a pike. <laughs> yeah. you know? I wish I had my airbrush. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I unhooked it and stuff, and you know, I, I let it swim. I, mean, it didn't, I wasn't mean to it, but by that time, the cloud was moving off the sun, and I left there not feeling as accomplished because it wasn't a muskie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was still, I mean, it was it was what it was, but it was that classic textbook stuff. I had a muskie follow, and you know, then then you talk to people, and they're like, "Yeah, you're you're more prone to catch a muskie than you are, you know, a thirty eight plus inch pike," mm-hmm. because they, I've caught a bunch of three footers. But just getting them over that thirty-eight forty is just really hard. At least around here, I don't know if it's just water temperature or what have you. But um, I shouldn't have been that hard on myself. I should have been happy with everything. <laughs> but I was on cloud nine until I saw its markings, and that was yeah. that. I'm just like, well, it all it all went together, and yeah. but. Just silly stuff. Just learning. Yeah, fun kind of just all. I mean, it's it, fun talking. How many times have we, are we here in that van when we're doing the trips? Oh my gosh, this is going to be a good day. Yeah. Every like, day. You, 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 like from the, you know, our guys. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect. Feels it's raining. Like it's a musky day, and you know, some of those ones that feel like a musky day, they are musky days. Lots of March, and some of those days that it is like looking way back to Mitch, you and I playing around in the mm-hmm. dead flat calm, so hot, nasty weather, mm-hmm. and they were coming out of these weeds <laughs> on a day that there was no one on the lake. It was mm-hmm. so miserable, and they were just crushing the bait over mm-hmm. and over and over. But sometimes. Mm-hmm six times in the afternoon or something, you know, mm-hmm. one at one couple hour stretch. I mean, mm-hmm. it's fishing, man. I never know. And I, you know, it, it, I know it's sort of a bummer to the clients and, but when you do it every day, it's like, this is a day, right? And I was like, well, we're going to find out. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you as much as I do it. I don't know. Yeah. Some days that are supposed to be bad or good. <laughs> 
insane. It, yeah, you you literally have no idea. No, you have to just keep going. <laughs> God, I can't believe I used to do that. Yeah, that's going back to the pill thing, cast in the middle of the deep water like that. <laughs> but were you doing then, it in a torrential like, downpour? There, Okay, so muskies like horrible weather, and they're in the deep water. That's where they live. They're deep water, cool fish. And then, okay, that's not working. Well, they live in the weeds, too. Okay, they're in the weeds. I drive up onto a weed bed, and I'm like, how is this even fishable? I can't get a lure through here. This is insane. How are people catching these things? I remember you telling a story about that one by the bridge, and it was like, throw the bait out jerk it one time so it didn't get buried in the weeds and that giant big barred up fish grabbed it and yeah yep. yeah <laughs> it happens just insane stuff it's an idiot but the the funny thing is is there's there's going to be people listening to this that are going to have the exact opposite story that oh yeah oh yeah when it's when it's you know nice out they're not hitting it's got to be capping it's got to be rough it's got to be raining and we're sitting here laughing about this because from our experience all, like all three of us have have come from like different ways but we've merged into this this entity of this show have all in this area have had similar experiences to just say yes we tend to where we're at. This tends to happen. Mm -hmm. You travel twelve hours west, and it could be completely different. It could be that absolutely. And but it's it's just it's nuts that I was out there doing this, and I see like what Todd was talking about—the people in the middle of the lake with the bobber. And there's there's a part of me that sometimes wants to reach out to those people and be like, "Hey, you want some advice?" And I'm just like, "I no. would I would be like, no, I know what I'm doing. If that was me back in the day, mm -hmm. get away." With your spinning wheel upside down, that didn't happen, but close. No. Um, <laughs> and with how like how how paranoid yeah. of a time we live in and all aspects of life mm -hmm. in the United States, you would immediately take that as an aggressive attempt you know you wouldn't be like yes i would like some help mm -hmm. you'd be like what's this jagoff going to say to me oh yeah. he knows it all look yeah. at him mr big stuff and his boat it's sparkly you know? but yeah so i just let it go i, I mean because the thing is you could still catch something out there like that and that's the funny yeah. that's the Good. that's the beginning of the funny yeah, your fishing journey. You know, Todd and I have been fishing, and we've got put up in a tournament. Not well, we did catch a fish at a tournament, but it wasn't going good. And we had somebody row troll right by us and catch a muskie. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can, you you can do it, and in that, you can still catch them that way. That's that's the funny story. Those guys could look back on it and be like. Hey, remember when we were sitting in the middle of nowhere and a muskie came and ate this worm on a bobber for no reason? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was taking us all around the boat and we saw it and, you know, you almost fell in and whatever. Yeah. That's 
going back to the bad weather day, why, <laughs> why I do not, another reason why I don't really like them today in the mm-hmm. boat, big waves, <laughs> big wind, pouring, bunch of smiling faces looking at me. Oh, big fish, baby. Ready to get job done. I had to produce. So we're fishing. It's fun. A lot of energy on the boat. People are catching fish. Were you banging fish, baby? Mm-hmm. Okay. Most, most definitely. And it comes to like, it's like noon. And we're sitting in this weather, big wind. I'm going with the waves at, at this point in the troll. And there were some big choppers out there for Chautauqua mm-hmm. at, at this point. I look around these two guys. The, two of my clients are in this big yellow banana suit. It, it's, just, it's a rain suit, but they look like a banana. It's so yellow. Well, then the guy pulls out a whole thing of bananas. And, you know, we I don't, like, really care about that stuff. But I'm like, you brought, you're dressed as a banana, and you guys brought bananas out on the boat. You know, you know that's a no-no, right? And they're, and they're like, oh, you know, they got, they're, they're like, oh, my gosh, I, we had no no idea. You know, is that really a thing? It's like, you know, bananas are a bad omen for boats. And we, uh, We eventually went in for lunch, and, you know, they're telling the story. They're like, man, we brought bananas out on the boat. And one of the pe- people that we fished with before was at the marina, and he's like, oh, gosh, yeah, that's a no-no. He was like, I went out on a charter on Ontario once, opened up my lunch. The captain, like, reached into my bag as quick as he could and threw the banana off the boat, and he was dead serious and said, there's none on your, you know, no bananas on the boat. <laughs> and he's like, well, geez, like, don't you think you should have put that in, like, your, uh, your brochure or something. <laughs> God damn. Well, anyway, the funny story happens. We go out, get another fish. I'm with the waves and I net the fish at the back of the boat. It's right next to the motor. And the way I've been doing it, get the hooks out, make sure the fish is cool in the bag, chilling. I get the bump board out, and what I generally do is I remove the fish from the bag, put it on the bump board. I show the client how to pick it up, like open the gill plate for them, have them slip their hand in there. I say, you know, it's the way you want to do it. Thumbs up, stick that thumb in there, and you know, never let go. Titanic style. And what is go? What what's happening? It, it's been it. That's been working for me, you know, because it's it's difficult for them to reach into the bag, you know, like try to grab the fish, flip the fish. I've had them do that before. They're grabbing gills, um, you know, things of that nature, sticking their whole hand in the fish's mouth. Stuff like that can happen. I'm with the waves and, in the, you know, the, the boat's rocking, of course, you know, the back of it. The bag's going up, bag's going down, up, down, up, down. And that makes it hard for them to grab it too so that's why i've been taking them out of the bag putting them on the bump board real quick hey put your hand in just like this okay you got it boom hold down turn picture back in the water it's done 
real quick process. So I do that. I have the bump board on the back casting deck. And it's this guy's turn to pick up his fish. He had a banana. Um, fish is on the bump board. He's going in to grab it. And just as I'm explaining it, when he goes, when it's his turn to pick up the fish, the thing flops and slides out of the back of the boat, off of the bump board. Like so an otter. It did an otter slide into the. So I see this happening because we're, we're both really close to one another, you know, he's going in for the grab and the thing, the thing flops and it just shoots out back to, towards the back of the motor and the net's still in the water, but it goes underneath the net. I jumped into the water, both hands. My whole head was underwater trying to grab this fish. I was fighting with the net. I couldn't get my right arm through to grab to get a hold of the fish because when it slipped out, it went underneath the bag and I'm trying to fight through the net. I can't get my right hand through it because there's netting everywhere. So I'm like grabbing this fish at the backside of the bag and grabbing the hoop of the net and trying to like put it up against the motor to trap this fish in there again. And it just, I have it like right by the gills. There's so much netting in the way that, you know, it, it, it gives one kick and it, it just releases. It's gone. It was gone. And then my whole head was in the water, like nose underneath the water, both hands, forearms are bruised, my knees bruised. And I just turned, I turned back at him. I was like, it was the banana, you know. <laughs> like, it was the banana. It was like the effing banana. Like, that's the I, that's the difference if you charter with muddy creek fishing guides <laughs> i got a couple comments on that vance will go that extra mile when they flop <laughs> out of the net for me i'm like yeah you caught the fish we didn't get a picture let's go get another one <laughs> i was i will not whole, be doing that i mean we were drenched so it really wasn't anything yeah, it wasn't but like today, you, you know i was snorting lake water you know i was like <laughs> Talking it out, and I just sat there. It was it was awful. I was like in the praying position. I just turned at him. I was like, "It was a damn banana." I was like, "What the hell?" What at that you know, moment? I, I don't want to. I don't. You know, I I could put the bump board on the ground, but then you know these people have to. You get a, yeah. They got to get down on the bottom of the boat. You know, to pick it up, and then you know the fish could flop all over the place. I mean, I put it back there for reasons like that. If the fish jumps and flops, it's going to go out of the water. It's better than having it just clanging and banging all over the bottom of your boat, you know. And man, I was just—I couldn't believe it. I got—I got a skinned-up arm. I got this friggin' like golf ball-sized piece of skin missing, like all bruised up. <laughs> was drenched it was like a it was just terrible as Go if ahead, as Andy. if there was a cameraman there filming a television show that's kind of how i picture these stories is like from that perspective and i think of when the fish does its flop 
in my mind, it goes slow motion. And the two people closest I can see make an effort to try to do something. When they see you going balls to the wall to grab this fish going back into its... Not a lot of people are going to be grabbing muskies in the water and, and bringing them back up. And what were the other... What would one expect the reactions to see the guide essentially do a, a complete head submersion trying to catch this fish, which now in this video in my head would be this prolonged battle that would be like 10 seconds, which probably wasn't, but in my head the way it plays, it is. What would be their facial reactions and what they're actually thinking when all of this is going down while you're essentially giving yourself a Chautauqua Lake swirly? <laughs> and they're like, were there reactions in their head? And we wouldn't know. Man, it's just a fish. We're going to let it go anyway. Or mm -hmm. he better come up with that thing because this is why yeah. we came here because he yeah. could run the gamut of that. Yes, you can. Vance did it. That, I mean, I didn't know that happened till right now. But, I mean, it, it's happened. I've netted fish. I remember a video of Lance Caesar. Remember that one where jumped that one out of jumped the net. out? It yeah. just jumped right out. Yeah, I mean, I had that happen. These guys fished all day. We caught a fish net like a 36. Boom, hook come out as soon as we put a net. So, okay, okay, we got him. You hold the net. I'm going to get him out. You know, and I turned around and I reached down to get the fish, and it does a tail walk and flops right into the flush right back in the water and and uh you know the, the guy looks at me with these big eyes and i'm like what i mean you caught you're trying to play donna well you caught the fish but i didn't get a picture you know and the other guy mm -hmm. well, took one in the net and i'm like okay okay at least you took one in the net but mm -hmm. we caught it <laughs> they had pictures of it in in the net and stuff like that yeah. they, they were they're completely cool with it you know but yeah I mean, but you're dealing with a wild animal. I, I, I looked at him. I remember I looked at him. I was like, do you, it was his first muskie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and know. I was like, I was like, all right, do you want to, you want to measure this thing or do you just want to grab it? He's like, I want to, you know, pick it up off the board like we did the last time. So, you know, <laughs> I know. Damn it. They did. They didn't get their picture though. Yeah. You know, I, I, would, yeah. I would think from, from like the battle scars that you're going to have and the fact that your head was underwater, that guy's going to be like, yes, he put the most effort that he could without being successful. You know, that was sitting on the bump board <laughs> right there. <laughs> Wasn't even that. And, we're, and a lot of this happens because we're trying to be, you know, with the fish and like Vance said, I don't want them flopping all over the boats. We're going to do this. And that's the same way with the net, you know, it's, who cares? It's a 36, but to these guys, it matters, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's like, okay, we'll get another picture. You can hold it and do all this. But when it gets away, it's like, ah, no big deal. <laughs> but that's what they came for. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it would be different if like when the fish was in the net, you pick the net up and you, you, you give it the old bait store flop like you're trying to dump the last fat head minnow out of it. Like, That's get out exactly of here. it. That's, yeah. 
Well, but and, and it goes the other way. Like, hey, you caught the fish. We had it in the net. We had it. You know, if we really wanted this fish, I could have netted it and swooped it up and thrown it in the bottom of the boat. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to be safe with the fish. Mm-hmm. And that was all new to them. You know, keep yeah. the fish in the bag. Yeah, stuff. I'm just like, let it chill there for a minute. You're good. How about the other in. day? Didn't 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 you have a guy the other day trying to lift it in the boat or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember. Like I've at least lifting in, that into the boat. Yeah, th- there was a like time. like lift the fish, the one that got the, the one that got away at the boat. That just happened to you a couple of days ago when you had oh, the double he, header. Oh yeah, when he tried to like yeah, he, he tried, tried to lift. He tried to lift it, lift it up. like. And like, like do, bass do flip it. like like a bass flip with a yeah yeah all, all inch musky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah of course it said hell no and just got off <laughs> <laughs> so that's good that's smart but yeah, and you get people like I'm. It's like okay, keep that bag there, just on the side. I'm going to grab my pliers here, and then next thing you know, they're trying to lift the whole bag into the boat. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. It's good. What yeah. if it jumps out? Well. Yeah. I want to think that there was a time that the proper way, like the the preached way. Now there was only a few people that actually told me this, and I saw some videos of this happening. So when you net a muskie or a heavier fish that's, you know, you, you scoop them in the net, the proper way to get them in the boat is not to hold the handle and tip back on the on the net and bring it in where the hoop's like a basketball hoop, but you take the handle and point it at 12 o'clock noon and you pick them up that way. That seemed to have been a thing for a very short time on how to bring yeah. a fish that's in the net into the boat. Yeah, because the bag would, like, it would encompass them and they'd have nowhere to go, yeah. I mean, they were doing that on that, that musky video that Todd and I watched, the Can-Am. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they were bringing muskies into the boat and stuff. But, Silly story. I got, you know, if it wasn't a bad weather day, you know, maybe that doesn't happen. Because I don't have to worry about the net. And maybe I place it somewhere else in the boat. <laughs> I wouldn't be beating yourself up over this. You you went, maybe I, I think, above and beyond trying to catch it. And I just let him hold it with that. Yeah. Like I normally do. Or a, a guaranteed way of doing it is you have a two-by-eight laying there. When the fish lays down on it, you drive a spike through the middle of it to hold it in place. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. So that that was silly. I took I took a wash today, man. That was crazy. I got this bruiser skin falling off me. It's lovely. And you got a bag. Unbelievable. Oh, can you imagine if it was like that algae? Oh, I had oh. it, man. I freaking had it. And I tr- I would have had it. I went to like use my right arm, but I was just like netting. Help. <laughs> I can't get my other hand. <laughs> I was like trying to like pinch the gills with like my 
pointer finger and middle finger you know i had it like with that but the the netting was in between there so i was trying to like stick my hand through those net holes and uh. all right let's look at it from another perspective here that fish would have been like this is what you do and he probably let you hold on to him for a second right before his victorious getaway like from the perspective of the fish that was like a gold medal performance yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, he got away, man. He's down there telling everybody. He didn't get my picture. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is act like a screaming two-year-old. You'll get your way. Yeah. Grandpa, they took his picture, but they didn't get my picture. <laughs> <laughs> and slipped out the back. Funny. Very funny. Hey, we're like an hour 33 into this. You guys got anything else? Do you want to wrap this one up? That's good. We're good. We're good. All right. Big thanks to Musky Zinc. Well, we're just a few hours away from Zach Baker's. Uh, Zach Baker's putting it on Chapter 69, Musky Zinc. Chautauqua Lake Showdown. Better keep them muskies under wraps. Vance just gave a warning. Those fish know how to jump in the in the bad they weather. Do. They're figuring us out. They're becoming uh, self-aware. Skynet Terminator. That's right. And uh, big thanks. Muskie's Inc., Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine Sports Center, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Gory Rods, and Fat AZ Muskie Products. Um, one couple plugs I didn't hit early on was uh, for the baits, check out Muskie Tackle Online and Team Rhino Outdoors for exclusive colors. Other than that, I think uh, everything's good. I covered it all, guys. You got it. All right, perfect. Well, uh, the weather's nice. Good luck fishing. If not, be safe.